The following is a sermon that was preached at Good News Lutheran Church in Mount Horb, Wisconsin. It was preached on Sunday, December 5th, 2021, on the basis of Malachi 3, verses 1 through 7. For more information or to view our entire sermon library, visit goodnewslc.org. Thank you for listening. Preparation. That's a good word for this time of year. Now that Thanksgiving is over, we stuff the leftover turkey into the fridge. We tear down the fall decorations and out comes the Christmas tree, the Christmas lights, the Christmas music. It's the most wonderful, but also the most busy time of year. We have long to-do lists of people to see, deadlines to meet, presents and gifts to buy. But in all the hustle and bustle of the holiday season, how silly would it be to lose focus on the preparations you have to do and instead start worrying about other people's lack of preparation? How foolish would it be to forget about your own to-do list and worry about what other people need to do? But that's often how we approach the topic of justice. When it comes to justice, we're often concerned about the injustices committed around us by other people, and we begin to think, if only God would judge them, if only God would punish them, then things would be right, then things would be the way that they're meant to be. But in his words to us today, God points us from the justice we want for others to the justice that we deserve. And the question isn't, is everyone else ready? Is everyone else ready for God's judgment? Are they ready? But are you ready? Are you ready for God's judgment? 400 years before the coming of Jesus, the people of Judah were in, in an interesting situation. They were God's chosen people, but they had disobeyed him. And so God had allowed the Babylonian Empire to conquer them, to destroy Jerusalem, the holy city, and to carry off the people of Judah to Babylon. The people of Judah lived there for 70 years, and then the Lord brought them back. They came back to Jerusalem, and they rebuilt the city. They rebuilt their homes and their walls. They rebuilt the temple. And at first, the people were optimistic. They had dreams of the glory days of the past, the days of King David, the days of King Solomon, when they were a superpower when they were a power to be reckoned with. But as the years went on, as they looked around them, they realized that reality was nowhere near what they had hoped for. Their dreams had not come to be. The temple, which had once been magnificent and beautiful under Solomon, was just plain and simple in comparison. Jerusalem, the once mighty city, was just another city on the map. And politically, they were weak. They were small. They were surrounded by other empires that moved around them. And as the people of Israel, of Judah, looked at the people around them, the nations around them, their enemies around them, they became aware that they were wicked and evil and corrupt. And yet the more wicked and evil they seemed to be, the more they seemed to prosper, the more powerful they seemed to be. And the people became angry with God. They asked, where are you, God? Where is the God of justice? And in response, God sent his messenger, Malachi. 
Malachi told the people that the Lord would be coming soon. He would be sending his Messiah. But first, a messenger would prepare the way. When all things were ready, the Lord himself would come. And he would come with judgment and justice. But this justice would not be the justice the people were expecting. Yes, God would judge the evildoers, the nations, the enemies of Judah, but he was coming to judge everyone. He was also coming to judge Judah. He said to Judah, I will put you on trial. Malachi describes God's judgment and justice in two ways. He describes them as a refiner who cannot tolerate any impurity. He puts the silver into the fire over and over again until every impurity is burned off. He pictures him as a cleaner who cannot tolerate a single stain. He beats and washes and scrubs the laundry over and over until not a speck of dirt is left behind. Malachi's point is this. God's justice is perfect. He demands perfection. And you are imperfect. How can you stand before God? His question is haunting. How will you endure the day of his coming? It's easy for us to sympathize with the anger that the people of Judah felt. We're in a similar situation. We look around us and we hear news every day of corrupt politicians lining their own pockets while leaving their people behind. And yet nothing is done. During the holiday season, we often hear of scammers targeting the vulnerable and the needy. We even hear of our own justice system failing to give out justice or maybe even worse, giving justice to the wrong people, punishing people who don't deserve it. But it's more than that, it's personal. The classmate that we know who cheats isn't caught. In fact, they're rewarded with a good grade and praised. The coworker who doesn't do any work isn't fired. Instead, they're rewarded with the promotion and the credit. We all know terrible people, mean people, arrogant people, who have been given life on a platter. And when we see these injustices, we become angry. We start to ask the same questions as the people of Judah. Why won't God punish them? Why won't God judge them? And Malachi's words are for you too. Yes, God is coming to punish the corrupt. He's coming to punish the evil, the wicked. But he's also coming to judge you. He's coming to put you on trial. He's coming to put you in the refiner's fire. He's coming to check your soul for stains. And what will he find when he looks in you? The perfect judge sees all the evidence, a history of every action, everything you've ever done. The book is opened. He sees the transcripts of every thought, every desire, every word you have ever said. He sees you and he sees through you. He sees all the nice things that you do and he also sees the not so nice motivations that lie behind your actions. The pride, the arrogance, the desire to be better than others. God sees everything. We can't hide our hearts from him. And the truth is, is that when we are judged by his perfect justice, he will find us lacking. He will find us impure. He will find us unclean. And Malachi's question is for you too. 
How will you stand before God? How can you endure the day of his coming? Malachi's message to the people of Judah was that if they remained impure, if they remained unjust, they would be destroyed. Just one chapter later, Malachi, uh, Malachi describes the destruction that awaits. They would be burned with fire and left in ashes. And Malachi pointed back to their history. They were God's chosen people. He had chosen them himself, and he had given them a command. Follow my commandments. If you follow my commandments, you will live. You will prosper. At first, the people had been eager to follow these commandments. They had been eager to follow God. But soon, they changed their mind. They turned away. They began to follow their own desires and walk towards destruction. But through it all, God never changed his mind. Over and over again, we hear the stories of God's faithfulness to his people. We hear of how he led them out through the Red Sea to rescue them from slavery, how he sent heroes of faith like David and Samson to rescue and to lead them. We hear of his patience as he dealt with them over hundreds of years. And through it all, God's arms were extended out to his people with the promise of mercy. Believe in me and you will live. Trust in me and you will see my salvation. Return to me and I will return to you. And Judah's story is a mirror of our own story. In his word, God shows us all the places that we have broken his commandments. We deserve destruction and punishment. We deserve to be punished by God. All we can do is wait for the blow to fall. But instead of punishing us, God extends the same promise to you. Believe in me and you will live forever. Trust in me and you will see my salvation. Return to me and I will return to you. It's a familiar story from the Bible. A son runs away from home. He's angry with his father. And before he goes, he takes a large sum of money from his father. He steals it. He runs off to the city and he begins to live a life going against everything that his father has taught him. He wastes his money on foolish living. He lives a debaucherous and ugly life full of pleasure. But after months, years of living this way, he finds himself sick, alone, tired, and homeless without a friend, without a family, with nowhere else to go. And so he goes to the only place he can go. In his despair, he returns home. And on that painful journey home, he agonizes over what his father will do to him. But before his feet touch the driveway, his father has seen him. Before he even reaches the door, his father's already opened it. Before he can say a word, his father has brought him into his arms. Return to me and I will return to you. But this mercy God gives us isn't because of anything that we've done to deserve. Long before you came to him, Jesus came to you. He works faith in our hearts through his word and he tells of his story of how he suffered and died to satisfy God's justice. All to give you mercy, all to make you clean. One final scene. A messenger stands on the riverbank. 
His hair is long. His clothes are rough. John the Baptist. He stands in the river Jordan, calling out to all those who have come out to see him, repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of sins. Repent and be baptized for the kingdom of God is near. John's message is the same message as Malachi, the same message that you hear in church every Sunday, the same message you read in God's word. It's the message that God is both just and merciful. It's the message that God is coming with judgment, but he also came to save you. And through Malachi, through John, through pastors and teachers today, God preaches that same message to prepare you for his second coming, for the day when he will come with justice, to judge the living and the dead. And on that day, when your name is called, when you stand before the judge of the world, your maker and all his angels, you won't need to be afraid. You can be confident and at peace because you know that Jesus has washed you, that he has made you clean by his mercy. And suddenly, Malachi's haunting question is no longer so haunting. Who can stand before the Lord? Who can endure the day of his coming? You will. Amen.